You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Michael Lunsford. I'm doing a voiceover for you because we had to split this extra long episode into two because we really got into talking about our favorite things from 2022. So I'll pick up right where we left off. It's me, it's MC Brooks, it's James Rambo, and our special guest, Megan Layer, and we are talking about uh, the best video games of 2022 plus we'll be talking comics um media moments and a little bit more so stay tuned all right guys the next part is gonna be about video games um i'm gonna lead with this one because i only have one i don't really play video games like i used to um i don't have a system anymore um, my kid has a switch and he plays that and he enjoys it very very much but um what i have done is i have been playing on like games on my phone occasionally um, I had an itch for some retro gaming and I wanted to play Tech Mobile. So like that classic like 8-bit football, I wanted to play that. And I searched the app store to see if there was something like it. And there's this game called Retro Bowl. And it is fucking Tech Mobile. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. And it's all like, like touchscreen shit. So literally like if you want to throw a pass, like you hold the button down and then you drag it back for the power of the pass that you want to make. You throw it and like you get to draft players and you get to trade players and like there's free agents and like it's just a lot of fun and like really simple. But what's great about this too is like, I didn't even realize there was one. I looked it up on Google one day, like just Googling like to see if anybody else had had the same issue that I was having with this game. And there's a massive Reddit community for this game. And people are doing mods and doing all sorts of other cool shit. And like, you can get the paid version because you can get it for free, right? And you can't modify the, the uniforms or players or anything like that, right? But you can pay for it. It's only like a buck, maybe like $2. So I'm, it's gonna be one, uh, normally I'm like, if it ain't free, it's not for me. But like, I think I'm gonna pay money for this because these guys deserve this kind of support. But also like, 
why not? Let's fuck around and make some custom jerseys and shit like that. Like, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It is a giant waste of my time. I'll play, I'll be like, all right, I'll get to play a game or two. And then I'm like 16 games through the season. I'm like, well, fuck, I gotta <laughs> win the Super Bowl now. I can't just start this shit and not finish it. And yeah, it, it's it's addictive. It's a ton of fun, especially if you're a football fan. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna pass it off to y'all. When it comes to the video games, Rambo, you're gonna start first since we've gotten everybody else first. Um, go ahead and kick us off as far as like video games that you played in 2022 that you. Well, no, has has Megan gone first? Yeah, I thought, right? I think oh, she's the one who hasn't thank gone you. first. I'm so see, you guys are so wonderful. Yeah, you're Megan. part of, you're part, you're part of the problem, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't normally play video games, not for a lack of wanting to. In fact, I have a ridiculous Steam library of close to over 200, maybe 300 games that I have never played. Yeah, that's I have them because I've collected them and it's a lot, but I love watching people play games. So my favorite video games that I've watched people play on Twitch this year were Resident Evil, because who doesn't love mommy? God, those <laughs> memes were great. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then I loved watching people play Phasmophobia. Those were my two favorites. Phasmophobia. Yes, it's a survival game. Um, and it's multiplayer so basically like it's ghost hunting so you're trying to not ah. like get get killed by the ghost and you're trying to like solve these cases and you get money but it is like it's essentially like ghostbusters but like scary <laughs> you know megan i'm really glad you brought this up because i didn't even think about it that's something that i have gotten a lot of enjoyment out of on tiktok lately is watching other people play games I, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver, when those were on Xbox and Xbox 360 respectively, I fucking loved those games. And I guess there's an online uh, MMORPG for Red Dead uh, Redemption. And like, I am watching people's clips of this game where like they walk into like the forest and there's like a Sasquatch and he murders a Sasquatch and skins it. And I'm like, this is fucking captivating as shit. Like I've really started to enjoy watching people play games online. So yeah, good mention. Thanks. Um, MC, what about you, man? Games? Uh, yeah. Any games on your phone? Yeah. Well, well, well I, I play. I play Facebook games generally, but uh, um, I, you know, shout out to Jax because I too play Switch. Sweet. But, uh, <laughs> and like a few, a few, a few things. So like my number one, I feel like it's kind of obvious. You both probably can guess what it is. Very clearly, Pokemon <laughs> Legends Arceus. I'm just kidding. It's very clearly Sonic Frontiers, for similar reasons as I played before, as I mentioned before. The franchise has been in disarray basically since 2002, 2000. Yeah, basically, 06 happened. At least it was controversial. It's kind of gotten a retconning among the community now as being good, but it definitely was not seen as such in 2008. Generations was cool, but Generations is basically, hey, remember all those games you liked from the 90s? Well, we put them in 3D so you can play them. And yeah, that was cool. But like this game was was kind of like a good marriage of the, the narratives from Adventure and Adventure 2, which were like way, way more, um, way more, uh, you know, kind of adult themed, which uh, if anyone wants to go listen to my interview with uh, Cheyenne Davis that I did on my podcast, we talked about how um, Sonic Adventure 2 taught me about the extremes of militarism. Um, shout out to that game. So since what? then, we kind of really haven't. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that. That's a whole thing. I can I can go down with that. It's kind of um, shocking, but that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like you know, government created the, they they created this weapon, and then once once the, once the experiment failed, they committed mass murder to cover it up, and managed to do it for well over fifty years until Shadow got out. Which shout out to Sonic Movie Three because that's probably going to be this, the plot for that. Wow. But uh. Yeah, but Frontiers is kind of like a kind of like a similar ordeal. It's like part a love letter to fans, um, and, and also like doing a good job of like canonizing you know things that were headcanon or just existed among fans for forever. The story was written by Ian Flynn, who is the com who's the writer for the who was the head writer for the comic book series, and the comic the comic book series uh, since two thousand seven sixteen seventeen. Uh, has been absolutely fantastic. And some of the spinoffs like Scrapnik Island and Tango and Whisper have all been excellent. And Ian Flynn has been like pretty responsible for helping kind of clean a lot of that up. And so he wrote the story and the dialogue for the game. And it exists as kind of like a, you know, it goes into the open world, you know, kind of like Breath of the Wild. And like kind of the best way to to, to, to kind of explain the gameplay is like, Imagine a combination of Shadow of the Colossus and Breath of the Wild with Sonic as your main character. That is got my interest. It's, yeah, like that. I mean, that like that's definitely <laughs> it's 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 like wow, the Titan Titan fights from Shadow of Colossus mixed with the open world mechanics or open zone mechanics because they are different hub worlds within the game. Absolutely, just absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, so that's no, that's absolutely my my number one. Um, I have some I have some others that I do want to mention, but I'll I'll save those for later. Rambo, what about you, my man? What were your uh, your go to games in twenty twenty two? So I think I played something else. I don't recall. Um, I was on a mission to get a PS five. Um, I had planned to buy it for myself for Christmas. That did not happen um because of all of the nonsense involved yep. with trying to get one of those but i finally managed to do it and i bought with the system um horizon forbidden west and goddamn that game it is so fucking gorgeous um you can see moss in that game. Like the individual little like tendrils of moss. Um, everything about it is beautiful. Um, there's one narrative issue that a friend of mine pointed out, uh, a friend, friend of the show, Jordan Lee Cloud, uh, pointed out um, that once she, she mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, it's definitely there. Um, which I won't really go into too much. It doesn't ruin the experience. Even she said, you know, uh, this does bug me, but it didn't, like, I still really enjoyed playing it. I, I played it all the way through and I beat it. Um, it is so much fun to play. Uh, the new uh, the new machines they added uh, really add a new uh, uh, depth of difficulty and, and excitement to it. Uh, there's one thing I, I was sure was going to show up and it didn't. I was sure there was going to be a robot T-Rex. There was no robot T-Rex. Um, but overall, like that didn't ruin my experience and, and the new mechanics they added were, um, really did add a lot to the overall gameplay. 
Um, it does start to suffer a little bit from the, you know, the 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 Arkham City problem, the 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 GTA, you know, four or five problem of like, hey, we're gonna put all this shit in there for you to do, and you're like, yeah, that, now I feel obligated to do all these things. There's so much of it, um, but the the story is solid and 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 really interesting and um really very clearly sets up a third game um all the voice acting is phenomenal um it uh yeah it is a very worthy sequel um to uh horizon zero dawn which itself was a phenomenal game and they managed to take a character that was a total piece of shit and make them worse. They they <laughs> added levels to this dude um, to to make him actually a bigger piece of garbage, um, which is very impressive because it's basically like, hey, what if Jack from Twitter and Elon Musk was one guy and he damned the planet? Um, and then it's oh he he didn't stop there uh <laughs> it's, it's very impressive <laughs> um is this the game where um all of the fucking fanboys were like how come she's not wearing makeup and yes like, okay yeah. All right, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah why don't i immediately get an erection when i look at aloy um and it's like well you should probably talk to your urologist about that um it's <laughs> my favorite thing about that is um there were all these complaints about how she's not she doesn't wear like she she's not wearing like beauty makeup and this was before the game came out this was just them seeing stills of the character um first and foremost the game takes place in a future so distant that it has regressed in technology um why would they be taking the time to put on eyeliner and shit but whatever. Listen, we're in the middle of the apocalypse, but baby, can you smile? The second thing, cool? and this is my, this is really like the <laughs> is one of the things, one of the collectibles you can get throughout the game is you're, you're, you're going, you're interacting with different tribes of people, different groups, and they all have different styles and different, um, uh, different clothing, clothing styles and, and, and manufacturing styles and things. And some of them have face paints. And so you can go get different kinds of face paints throughout the game. And like a handful of them are straight up beauty, beauty paints. They're just beauty makeups. So if any of these dickheads played the game at all, they would know that they were full of shit, that you could actually get the exact thing that you wanted. <laughs> you just actually had to play the game. That's asking too much. They want immediate satisfaction so they can objectify their, their video game characters. Precisely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Precisely. Um, which is which is also really funny because like the further along in the game, like some of the clothing styles are are fairly provocative. Like there's some sexy looking ladies and dudes all throughout that game. Um, but yeah, it was just so fucking funny to be like, you fucking chodes didn't even <laughs> if you had just taken any amount of time to invest in the actual gameplay. Like clearly you never were gonna. Clearly you don't give a shit. And that's fine. But the fact that they were whining about a thing that they actually do get is just 
just uh, so perfectly emblematic of all of these douchebags. 100%. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that... The funny thing about gaming is, like, the more and more I see other people play, the more I realize how much I loved it when I was younger. And, like, I guess there's a new Batman game that came out. Um, and, like, Batman's dead in the game or some shit. And, like... Oh, oh Gotham, uh, Gotham, Gotham Knights, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm, like, learning these, like, little bits and pieces, and there was this thing with, like, Clayface, and I was like, ooh, this looks kind of interesting, so... Yeah. I'm still mad. I'm still angry that they made that a PS5 exclusive because I really oh, did. Want, I really did want to play it, and I, I don't own a PS5 yet. So, yeah. No um. Yeah. So, any other games that we need to mention, guys, or we want to go to our last topic and we'll uh, close. Uh, yeah. So I have three three more that I want to mention. Uh, tr- uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant tur- uh, Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I like fumble. I like I was like fumbling my. Shredder's Revenge on the Switch, which is you know like we've we've talked about all enjoying that old arcade game, whether you played it on uh, NES or um, at Chuck E. Cheese on the on the physical arcade console. Yeah, this is very much an homage to that. Plus, you get you also can play as April. Uh, Splinter and Casey. Well, you can unlock Casey Jones. Oh, that's cool. The game. Um, and I've I've pretty much played through this a number of times with each of the with each of them. Like Raphael's my favorite, so like I've I've beat it the most times with him. But this it's it's very much fun a fun side scrolling and like it's it's very it's a little bit different in that uh, you have you have like different ways you can construct your move set in terms of being able to grab opponents or. You can you can like lunge at them, or you can deflect you can deflect things back at them. It's very fun and very addictive, and like it's one like that's one of those games that you can you, you can start at like eight o'clock and be like yeah you know I'll just I'll play a level or two before bed, and then it's three thirty in the morning. Like it's it's very very fucking addictive. Yeah. So, um, Strider's Revenge is one. Pokemon Legends Arceus is two. Because I feel like anyone who's been a fan of the franchise has wanted some type of open world game for forever. And this game was super fun. I mean, like it has it has some issues. Um, it's not a perfect game by any stretch, but like the core of it is is very, very fun. And it's you have to be very strategic with even how you go about catching Pokemon and getting into battles and whatnot. And they 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 definitely experimented with some stuff that they didn't necessarily decided to keep for some of the recent games that they put out, which is unfortunate because some of those mechanics are what made Arceus really fun and would have made some of the recent releases kind of get slammed for feeling unfinished. Um, so that one, uh, so those two. And then last but not least, Stray. Stray oh, was, one the one, was one of yes. the funnest games I played last year. And I'm sad that it was only 10 hours because I wanted to, I wanted more, but I was still happy with what we, with what we got. And it was such a fun, wholesome game. And like, you, I kind of didn't really know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Like, I get to play as a stray cat. And then yeah. you, it kind of, you know, ends up showcasing this like really, uh, really kind of dope story. I don't, I would don't want to say too much in case anyone wants to go watch it or play it for themselves. But it's not just about you know you playing as a as a stray cat. It's it's very very fun, very wholesome, and 
Um, I don't know. I don't think they could do a sequel, but I would be very happy if they did. But I was very happy with with what we got. That was a, that was a very very fun game. That's cool. Yeah, that's definitely on the list to play. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, oh yeah, lot... I, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying uh, I also have stuff for uh, what Rambo mentioned: best comic and media moment. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go, go. Oh, All no, right. no, I was, go ahead. So. Um... My favorite comic of uh, this this last year that was introduced this year uh, is Mark Wade and Dan Mora's Batman Superman World's Finest. Um, the World's Finest comic is all of the fun of a uh, Silver Age book um, with better writing and better art. Um, it is silly and fun and big over the top with like characters you recognize, a, a bunch of brand new villains, and it is, um, well, I, I think the best way to, that I can and pitch anybody on it is uh, my friend Sid, who is not a big superhero fan, read this every every week it comes out. She is one of the managers over Victory Comics that every, every month, or every week, every month it comes out, she picks up this book. Um, it is a perfect distillation of the best parts of both of those characters um there are a bunch like as always there's a bunch of little easter eggs there's a lot of like um there's a very clear uh uh implication is the wrong word like it happened like we just don't get all the details uh there's a whole sequence where uh supergirl and robin um are forced to kind of like spend time together and like they had to go off and do like their own part of mission and clearly at one point they went on a date and it went very badly uh it was just <laughs> really awkward and uncomfortable for both of them and neither of them was happy with the way it turned out um but so there's a whole scene where like supergirl is flying and like holding robin while he's hanging below her and <laughs> they're just having this really awkward conversation <laughs> about you know how things went um but it is um, beautifully uh, drawn by uh, Dan Mora, who did, who was recently doing the um, the Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover. Um, he, which is uh, awesome for the record. I, I've I've only heard good things. I'm looking forward to picking it up. Um, he uh, uh, did all of Once in the Future with Kieran Gillen, um, so it's fucking gorgeous to look at. Um, the the barrier for entry is non-existent beyond like you know who Batman is, you know who Superman is, you know that they're superheroes and they fight things together. That's all you need. Uh, it takes place in the unnamed past. These are just stories that happen. You didn't you haven't read about yet. There you go. Enjoy. Uh, so yeah, anybody can pick it up, and I highly recommend doing so. MC, what about you, bud? Um, I'm going to follow that up with, uh, so mine te technically started in 2021, but it, I read it all last year and it was great. And that's Jed McKay's Moon Knight Run. Oh, yeah. Jed McKay's Moon Knight Run is fucking fan. It's it's incredible. Like, you don't necessarily need to have the backdrop in that, or like the backstory of this comes in the aftermath of the whole Age of Khonshu story where Moon Knight basically took over the Avengers in the name of Kanchu. But this one, this this story, I feel like it does a lot to kind of revitalize the Moon Knight character, kind of modernize him. And 
you know, kind of do things to make sure that people don't say dumb shit like that's Marvel's Batman, right? Yeah, this is not a Batman <laughs> story by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and on top of that too, like it, it, it does a great job of also examining the relationship between not only Mark and his other personalities, but also Mark and Khonshu specifically considering um, in in this in this comic, he and Khonshu are at odds but even though he and Kanshu are at odds, he still feels, he still, as as the Fist of Kanshu feels like the mission is worth taking up. So he's doing it, but he's doing it for, it, he's doing it in his own way and not the way that Kanshu kind of wants to manipulate him into, into, into doing. We get introduced to really dope new characters like uh, Hunter's Moon, who we find out is another, another Fist of, of Kanshu. Excuse me. We get introduced to like Reese, who's a vamp, who's a, excuse me, a, a vampire, um, and that ends up being a, a big thing in it too. But not in like the the Moon Knight core meme way of of bringing up <laughs> vampires <laughs> in Dracula. Where's my money? Fucking goddamn money. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it just it does it, it it's just it's like I've I've I've, I've sent panels into the chat of. Um, when uh, my favorite and this this could probably double is probably one of one at least one of my favorite media moments which is the the conversation that mark is having when he's talking to his uh when he's talking to his therapist about um because you know you know mark is is jewish and talks about the fact how he considered his father to be like a weak man serving an indifferent god and so, yeah, like, of course, when Kanshu, uh, when Kanshu offered, uh, offered the opportunity to get things done, I took it, you know, he's, he's like, you know, my, uh, he's like, my father's God took us out of Egypt. My, my God, uh, kept us there, which I was like, that is like a, yeah, that's, like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> fucking bananas. It is such, it's such a, just a, just an incredible sequence too. And like everything that, that that's happening, I guess I need to catch up. I'm a few issues. I'm a few issues behind, but that, that was, that was legitimately one of like one of the, 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 the best things that I read last year. I'm uh, I'm reading about the trade. I just finished the second one. And yeah, that's just great. It's so, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. And uh, just some, some of the other comics that I, I, I do want to mention uh, here, uh, Scrapnik Island uh, with Daniel Barnes is is also awesome. As a it's, it's kind of, it's kind of dope because it's kind of it, it it allows a peek into like Sonic lore that you know to to kind of examine characters that haven't shown up in like twenty years, and kind of like oh whatever happened to them, and then also kind of giving them uh, uh, depth and making them interesting and also just reintroducing them to people who may be unfamiliar that these characters ever existed to begin with. So that's so um the Godzilla versus Power Rangers comic was also pretty fun. I need to I need to finish it. Was, but with, motherfucker stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very it's very very fun. Plus like in like issue one, you get uh, the the uh, the Dragon Zord versus Godzilla, and then issue two is is the the Megazord versus Godzilla, which is also yeah. which is also pretty 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 awesome. Um, I mean, shoot the the the, the Boom comics with uh, that that uh, the, the Power Rangers comics that Boom Studios have been putting out are also are also great because unlike I don't say unlike the series because I haven't watched it in forever, but you get you're you're getting interactions with like 
Power Rangers heroes from all the different teams over the years. Like they're all there operating at like different levels. So like you have a thing where like, um, where like uh, Jason, Zach and Kimberly, or is it Trini? I can't, one of the, one of the two are like, they've gotten basically like to this point where they, they mostly operate on like galactic missions. So they're going out into space to do shit. They're not really handling like Earth type threats. No. And basically, it, it, the the premise of it is there's like this big galactic threat, and the only person who knows about it is this criminal who they don't want to let out because of all the 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 terror that he ultimately is going to cause. And so it creates a conflict where Jason and the others are like, well. If this is what we need to defeat the bigger threat, then this is what we need to do. And Zordon is like, no, we need to, we need to figure, we need to find something, we need to find another route. So what ends up happening is Jason and the others commit treason by breaking out the prisoner and they go rogue. And and awesome. and and Zordon now has to deal with like I need to find a he he needs to find a way to get them back and also deal with this galactic threat also which which yeah it's it gets really fucking crazy we also get a combination of um the white tiger and the green dragon zord they 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 tommy gets to combine those into one oh shit which is fucking awesome it's it's, it's such an awesome fan moment such an awesome panel like it's that entire sequence is is uh is 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 great they've been they're, they're doing a lot of good stuff uh with the with the uh, Power Rangers IP, like I, I don't know, I, like hopefully Hasbro doesn't ruin it with their reboot that they're trying to do for the movie series, but well, the mean, comics guys, at the very least Hasbro. have been great. Obviously, <laughs> Hasbro wouldn't do anything to hurt us, would they? Of course not. <laughs> Never that. Not. Megan doesn't have eight pages of notes on how Hasbro's trying to fuck us. Yeah, <laughs> and I could find more. I know I could. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the last two things. I'll say are they didn't begin last year, but some of the some of their biggest arcs have happened, and that would be uh, two manga series, Chainsaw Man, um, which is just got an adaptation, which is really really great, and it's kind of like a it's, it's an interesting take on sh on shonen because most shonen series are like young boys who have like this big goal that they want to do. I want to be the greatest fighter. I want to accomplish this one thing. And Chainsaw Man is very different because Denji is poor and he just, you know, he just wants to be able to live. And so most of his motivations for being a hero are largely selfish, you know, like, his, uh, like I mean, he's also because he's also 16. He's also, you know, horny and wants to touch boobs for the first time, which, you know, is actually his motivation very early <laughs> in Mood. reading yeah. stuff. He's like, well, I need to kill you because you're the person standing in the way of me being able to feel some. So yeah, you got it. <laughs> but, but like- <laughs> Relatable content. I mean, I mean for, for sure. And also relatable because there's a panel much, there's a panel much later where someone's like, well, if the option is to go to work or die, I think I'll just die instead. That seems like the better option. <laughs> Um, I'll just die. But but yeah, but uh, I think but like the reason I want to mention it is mostly because like like I said, his motivations have largely been selfish. And the further you get into it, there's like a kind of a major plot twist in terms of where characters where certain characters you've been following fall on the who's the good guys and who are the bad guys. 
uh, kind of spectrum. And it kind of forces Denji into this very interesting place where he he has to figure out his motivations as a hero, even though, well, like, there are their expectations on him to be a hero when all of his motivations to this point have been purely selfish, like not in the interest of like public safety or the greater good of people or anything like that. And so they do some really interesting things with his character that I find to be kind of awesome in terms of like just, you know, deconstructing, you know, hero tropes. And uh, the last one I mentioned, My Hero Academia, which is, which is in the final arc now of the series, is kind of doing kind of similar kind of similar things like it's, it's interesting because you watch early on and you think oh it's gonna be some wholesome hero shit and then it gets really dark like there's there's a whole arc where the main character kind of becomes like batman <laughs> in the in the brooding sense huh. um simply because of uh well i don't want to say too much because it, it's spoilery because that's it also links into where the the show is airing right now so i don't want to say too much but it does some really interesting things and in kind of, again, uh, kind of analyzing and examining, like, what does it actually mean to, to be a hero? What does it mean to be a villain? You know, these villain, like, you know, these villains uh, or the, 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 the ones who are seen as villains are only doing this for X, Y, and Z reasons. Are they even bad to begin with? You know, can can they be redeemed? Um, I find it's, it's very... There's some interesting stuff that they do that they that they do in that. So, um, yeah, those are those are all my comics for, for last year. Yeah, nice. Um, I don't I don't I don't read comics as much as you guys do, so I don't have anything recent. Um, but I did want to mention since we're talking about media, um, and it's been the theme. I've mentioned things that I've shared with uh, with Jax, and Jax is a big YouTube fan. Loves watching. Oh, there's like a, a, a litany of channels that he watches um on a regular basis and he he was like dad you got to promise me that you'll watch this one thing by this channel called defunct land defunct land is it talks about like things that like through various um theme parks and um mostly disney like things that no longer exist and it was about it's the dumbest thing right like in 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 concept but once you start diving into it, it it's it was fascinating it's like Every, like, ABC, for instance, has, like, a bumper, and you're like, oh, that's ABC, okay. CBS, um, NBC, the ding, 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 the chimes, right? All yeah. these little bumpers that are identifiers for what the show is. And Disney Channel has one, where it's like, you'll see the character, and they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so, and you're watching Disney Channel, and they draw. Yeah, they draw like, the ears, yeah. yeah. But there's a little thing, like a little musical thing that goes, do, 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 do. And all of these little bumper things are identifiable by who created them and who composed them and all that stuff except for the Disney Channel one. And the guy's like, hold up, that's weird. And he starts diving into it and digging and digging and digging and digging. And like, I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm fascinated by it because I was like, huh, that's really weird that it's not just like easily identifiable and there's not a person that's like, this is the person that created it. And the thing that struck me the most and why this is the reason I'm bringing this up is that like this dude throughout the creation of this, it's so well done. It's so well produced. Like the production values are, are like documentary level um, quality. And he keeps shitting on himself. I'm not a documentarian. That's not fair for me to say. I'm not an artist. And I'm like, bro, but you are. Like, and, and it, it was so well done. And he finally gets his answer and he finds what it is. And he finds out that the guy who created it died like seven years before he started recording this. 
And then at the very end, he reveals, he's like, hey, and by the way, this guy was a brilliant composer. You wanna know how I know? Listen to all the music that's been playing throughout this entire YouTube channel. It's all his music. That's how good this guy is. You didn't even realize it. And I'm like, fuck. It was just so well done and so well produced. And like, I hate that. It's the same thing that we talked about. It's like, why do um, pieces of shit have to be good at stuff? Um, most of the time, YouTubers in my book are pieces of shit. Because you think of, you think of like <laughs> Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Those are the first two that I think of when I think yeah. of YouTubers, right? And there's so many of them like that. There's a large range of all different types of YouTubers. Yes. So when you said that, I was like, oh, wow, we really dislike a platform, huh? videos on the yeah. Fuck you. But that's, but, and, and that's exactly my point with this too, Megan, is that like, that was my perception of YouTubers in general. It was just people doing garbage content and getting likes and getting rich off of being assholes. But there is so many, there are so many great talented creators on this channel and, and they just do amazing stuff. It's just that the channel unfortunately gets associated with these sacks of shit who did horrible things to make a name for themselves. And it's, it's a shame one, but two, it's just a reminder that like, there's a lot of really, really creative people out there doing some really, really creative shit. And it's just like, I normally would never think to turn to YouTube as a content source for entertainment other than like a quick shot. Like, hey, let me watch this five minute video of this thing. But like, it really is a legitimate source for people. And like a lot oh, of people get a chance. Yeah. Yeah, Bro, I yeah. No, I would, I would tell you straight up. Like that is, that is the one streaming service I will always happily pay for. I love, I use YouTube more than literally anything else. Yeah, and I you talk about it for your music a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I use it to, to, to find music. I, I I listen to a lot of uh, word um, uh, 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 word essays. I think it's the word essayist. I, I can't remember the actual thing that they call themselves. Video essayist, that's what I'm thinking of. I listen to a lot of video essays about stuff. I mean, I, I watch highlights whenever I remember like, oh, I remember this thing from this movie. Boom. It's right, you know, it's right there. Um, I've I've listened to some really dope, you know, kind of uh like people doing like deep dives into shows that I really like or characters that I really like. I mean, there there are people who who are self-creating their own um like we talked we, we mentioned earlier about like kind of fans taking things into their own hands and like creating yeah. stuff around it. I mean, YouTube is a, is a big place where people have managed to kind of get their, to kind of get their stuff out there um, from, from jump. I mean, you can, I, the name that immediately comes to mind is Issa Rae, who, you know, mm -hmm. who did Awkward Black Girl and now has like a, a six figure deal to produce content for HBO. Like there's a lot of really awesome stuff on there. I mean, super, super power beat down with Bat in the Sun. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and all the, all the stuff that they did with um, Jason, David Frank, RIP. Um, like, there's just a, there's a lot of really awesome, awesome stuff on YouTube. Really like, is, I've canceled yeah. I've canceled a lot of my streaming services, but that's the one that I make sure like I will happily pay for every month, just because there's so much stuff on there. There's such a variance in terms of what I can look to to be entertained, as far as you know, information or just fights or highlights of stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 here for it. I, I love YouTube. 
Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have Abbott Ele- uh, we wouldn't have Abbott Elementary without yeah. it because of Quinta, because Quinta Cause started Quinta, yeah. off on BuzzFeed. Well, she well she started off well, before she was, that, she was, but yeah, she, she got picked yeah. up by BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of it too, Geek and Sundry, we wouldn't have the the mm-hmm. Geek Nerd Revolution that we have had without that first bit of like push from from YouTube giving her all that money to make the channel and get all those people out there. We wouldn't have all the geek influencers we have now. We wouldn't have yeah. Critical Role. It's it's one of those things where it's like there it's just yeah. like with anything else. It's, there's the positives and the negatives, and like yeah. I've just started to notice the positives a lot more about it. Other than like oh, if I want to watch a clip of just this one scene from this movie, I can go to YouTube for it. But no, I'm just like I'm really appreciating how many great and talented um, producers there are out there. That like it, it's it's public access for the world. It's Wayne's World basically, only on a grander scale. And like that's there's nothing wrong with that, you know that the the whole the whole premise of Wayne's World was this is this incredibly popular television show that's on a garbage television network, like these guys are super talented and super funny and like people appreciate that. So yeah, the the lesson the lesson is not lost on me for sure. I think a lot of it also is a it's a generational thing. Like when we came up with the beginning of YouTube, it, there was no serialized content. It was all like little one-off quick videos. And that's what we know the the, uh, the platform for. And, you know, when I was working in movie theater, I was uh, uh, older than everybody else by easily a decade. And every person I knew who worked there, who was a young person, they watched YouTube like we would watch a streaming service. Yeah. Go ahead, Mary. I was going to say, um, the Smithsonian's recognized Felicia Day as like basically the person that they they coin her as basically being the person that's made web series the way that they are. They have um, oh, the costumes from the uh, from the guild by the Ruby Slippers in DC right now, and they have a whole exhibit talking about her and how and her awesome. impact on the internet and um, series. Because when I said her earlier, but I didn't say her name, but Felicia Day is the one who did Geek and Sundry. Um, YouTube found a hundred, uh, production companies. So she made a production company to do it when they were really launching. I think this, it started geek and sundry launched in 2014. Um, so basically she was given all this money and she put all that out there, uh, bringing in all those different creators and making as many shows as possible. But YouTube did fund them to do that. But part of why they chose her was because of her work on the guild that series influenced so many people and how they created and put content on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I still remember vividly early 2000s, um, mm-hmm. Leah Remini, like you know, from King of Queens, um, like also from, um, if you follow any of the stuff going on with the Mormon, or not the Mormon, the Scientology church, she's yeah. like deep dove into like how fucked up they are. I remember in the early 2000s, DJs on the radio ragging on her because they were like, oh, well, she's not doing King of Queens anymore. Well, but she's on some streaming show on online. What a joke. Like, that's how much it's changed, man. Everybody Mm -hmm. does that shit now. And like, it's, yeah, YouTube is is responsible for that uh, a a great deal. Um, It was, yeah, it's awesome. It really is. And like, I just, I love that there's new ways for people to be creative. Fuck, Bo Burnham is a perfect example. In fact, I think that his special what, what, I can't remember if that was 2021 or 2022. This um, pandemic one. Um, that dude's career, I wouldn't say his career, but like he made a name for himself because- No, of his it. career. No, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. He started 100% on YouTube. 
Yeah, and he's like, and that's the other thing is like, he initially, he would have fallen into that category of the douchebag YouTube creators that I was lumping in. But like, he has done something completely different than so many of these other creators. And he's like, yeah, I was a dumbass kid and I said a lot of dumb shit. And like, instead of like trying to justify it, he's like, I didn't know any better. He's like, but I'm learning and I'm trying to be better. Like, so it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome seeing this. It's awesome seeing creative people do creative shit and it be good. And like, you don't need to have a six figure deal with um, Warner Brothers or Fox. Like you can create your shit wherever you want. And honestly, I think that's gonna be YouTube's lasting legacy. So speaking of people making creative shit, real fast, I'm gonna put in one of my comic picks. Okay. Um, from a company called um, Z2 Comics. They basically partner with different music groups and they make comics with them. Um, Ice Nine Kills is a comic where the band made themselves the villains. It has like Camp Scream vibes. I will say it's not the best published um, comic. There are some pages where you look at it and you can tell it's a little pixelated. It is definitely indie, but I highly enjoyed it fun horror themes i thought i'd throw it in real fast before we go back to media nice <laughs> oh, that's good yeah because i didn't have any comics unfortunately so um unless there was anybody else that you guys anything else i think we'll, we'll wrap up here because uh this wow this is a long episode but that's okay because this is also our first episode back in a month so <laughs> makes sense well i i wanted to do a general like favorite like kind of like media moment from the year okay um and i uh I had a couple that I was back and forth on. Um, the Predator taking out the entirety of the the French hunters, the French uh, skin oh, traders, so great. Uh, and prey yeah. is so fucking satisfying. Yeah. Um, Disenchanted and Disenchanted. Uh, if y'all haven't seen that, the villain song between Maya Rudolph and Amy Adams is fantastic. Like. There's basically it's like evil stepmother versus evil stepmother trying to one up each other the whole time, uh, and just like just shade constantly being thrown, just like bad bitches being bitches to each other. It was it was fantastic. Um, uh, Talokan's uh, assault on the CIA ship in uh, in Wakanda Forever, like the first time you really get to see what you know the not Atlanteans are capable of. Um, but the thing I kept coming back to, and I, I really couldn't get around, was the whole intro of the Batmobile and the Batman. Like, that <laughs> whole sequence is so fucking visceral. Yeah. And, it, well, then how do you drive the car? Shut up. Shut up, loser. Shut up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's also dressed like a giant bat. You're cool with that? Then shut up. It's fine. <laughs> it's there. The car's there. He's a billionaire. He got it there somehow. Um, the from the from the first time we hear the engine to the actual proper chase with the penguin to the moment when the penguin is sure that he's gotten away and then you see the fucking this absurd muscle car come flying through a fireball oh that whole thing is so goddamn that satisfying scene, the, the fucking music like building and like yeah right like the it's oh so my good. god it's so good yeah so yeah, I, that's I, that's definitely I, my favorite overall medium moment of the, uh, of the that year. was great man i still if i'm if i'm picking a scene in batman i already talked about it in the batman just him just just wailing on that dude just like <laughs> you're just like yeah that's bat whoo whoo yeah yeah man yeah, yeah. Um, oh and, and 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 to you know um 
uh a movie we talked about earlier like through fucking multiverse madness has like two or three oh, like 1, wanda versus uh the the oh, sorry no, no no go ahead well, I mean, go ahead yeah i don't want to i don't want to step on anybody's uh uh, uh favorite there i'm sorry say it again no, no go ahead we're going you, over like our favorite media moments yeah oh sorry i'm sorry i was i was re- i was in the middle of reading something um no i was saying uh, well i was gonna pick that up uh, one of mine was going to be that Wanda washing the entire Illuminati. Just this. fucking, <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. That team of heavy hitters. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, first of all, turning Mr. Fantastic into pasta, like immediately. <laughs> fucking polyostrin cheese. <laughs> fucking, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, just, I mean, like, I mean, if I had to pick one, it would just be one, like one, just that entire movie. Whether I mean the assault on um, the temple, to, oh, to Comartage, yeah, yeah oh, the assault on Comartage, wrecking shit, yeah, yeah, like every, like that that entire thing uh, would be one. I would echo Mike's as far as uh, um, Batman wailing on the the dude uh, in 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 the Batman. Um, I'm trying to. I feel like I'm. I'm blanking on like stuff that I watched last year. While Fucking you're... zombie strange versus. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, yeah, man, the, the... you knew he was gonna oh, do it. Damn it. You knew he was gonna do it. You're like, oh wait, God, wait, 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 wait. He's gonna do the zombie. Oh fuck. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah, that um, was very. That was so creepy too. My yeah. favorite, it was kinda, it was my cool. favorite moment I've already mentioned, but I'm gonna bring it up again. That fucking scene in Obi Wan, that whole fight scene. Like the whole Vader Obi Wan fight scene, like was so well done. But like, I just want to give a shout out to Darth Vader in that series. Like he was so menacing, he was so scary. But they nailed that like arrogant prick that Anakin Skywalker was so well that Darth Vader also is when he's fighting. Um, shit, what's her name? Um, was it? Um, Goddamn, why am I blanking on her name now? You know how you talked about how like everybody has their blank spaces? Revo. Don't hate me. I can't do Star Wars. Okay. I can't. At all? Like across the board? So I love like how it was made. Yeah. I can watch any three, four hour documentary about any part of the production of anything Star Wars. But I'm only watching it with like the new guy that I'm seeing because he's obsessed with it. But I can't stay awake. Through anything, <laughs> that's oh, that's not true. That's We've started watching Mandalorian, and I I go, mm, Daddy, and space baby. <laughs> <laughs> like like that's we were laying scary. down watching it, right? And he was like, you know, this is a really bad show for couples to watch because then they're like, oh, babies. And I was like, then why are you watching this with me? And he was like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. This is really bad. And every time Baby Yoda came up, every time Gru came up, I was like. <laughs> And I'm like yeah. full squeeze. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy is not a Star Wars fan by any stretch. She has a fucking life size baby Yoda, a life size Grogu, and dresses that motherfucker in baby pajamas. Up oh, there she That's goes. Fantastic. She's going That's to so grab. Great. Yeah, it really is. Um, oh, hang on. I got it. We're waiting for this. This is a visual one. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. got one too. Yeah. We got the same one. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um. I've got 3D printed feet. Yeah. So I can Reva. put this little bastard yeah. into like. Yeah. No, he it's has legs. Onesies. Sandy got him. Sandy got him baby legs and like puts him in onesies and shit. I don't know what and dresses him up at ho- headphones on. Dresses him up at Halloween. Yeah. No, Megan, you're not alone in that because yeah, Sandy does the same <laughs> thing and it's fucking adorable. She brought him with us when we went to Disney World. 
and like yeah. dressed him up. He, when we were in uh, Galaxy's Edge, when we were in Star Wars land, dressed him up like a Wookiee because it was fucking adorable. Um, oh, she, I just oh, couldn't believe that show everybody? Hang on. the feet. She heard Ooh, me talking okay. about it. Hang on, go ahead and show. Go ahead and show the boy. There he is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Look at his fucking feet. Little feet. <laughs> at some point i'll send you pictures but i got yeah. the 3d printed feet i've just never finished making the body so i could like put yeah. it all together and like yeah she ordered hers off of etsy if i remember correctly the legs right. well they so there was a big crackdown and yeah. star wars disney went after a whole bunch of those etsy stores and told them to take it. out the bodies yeah like they didn't want people to put feet on the bodies well, that's just it was like a big thing weird that's crazy <laughs> yeah um Thank you for finding that for me, though, uh, MC. Uh, Reva was her name. Fucking great character. But, like, when she finally reveals her plan that she's been trying to, like, basically, like, set Vader up, and he just fucks with her that entire fight. Like, doesn't even... He doesn't even turn on his own damn lightsaber because she's not worth it. He uses her own lightsaber against her and stabs her, just like he did when he was Anakin, like, what, 20 years ago? Like, that was fucked up. And, like, man... Like that and like his obsession with Obi-Wan and that fight scene at the end just was just out. Like I, like I said, I've watched that a dozen times. It's so good. Like that was my favorite media moment of, uh, yeah. Like I probably lost my, no, yeah, I did. I did lose my mind for like the hour or two. If I remember correctly, I knew that the episode was going to be released at like two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I really should go to bed, but I'm not going to. And stayed up to watch it. Like, yeah, that was my media moment for sure. Yeah, that shit was amazing. Yeah. Um, Megan, did you give us your media moment? I did when we were doing the the TV reviews. I still think that the multiverse of madness, that scene with um, Wanda talking to herself in the other universe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So fucking intense. I mean, I know it's sad, yeah. but like, I don't know. There's something nice about being able to see something portrayed in media, like emotionally that no, I get that. just isn't always there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, like that's, that's what makes media great is that there's, mm -hmm. there's things that you can see that echo your own life, you know, or like really speak to you in a way. And like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, oh, MC, yeah. you didn't give us your media moment. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, Wanda. Or I, I thought you were going to say there was a, Wanda, I thought you had Wanda another one. Oh, I me! Mean, I I do have another one that I can that I can mention, yeah. which would be literally the final twelve minutes of the Never Give Up episode of Demon Slayer, which seems like they saved all of they say they they got like a movie level budget and were like we're spending it all on this one twelve minute animation sequence of fighting because it is for me one of, still one of the greatest things that I've I've, I've watched uh, last year. And just to provide like the the stake the the stakes of it, you have the main character Tanjiro, and his friends who have seemingly all been killed. The they they've all been like he had one who got stabbed through the got stabbed through the chest, the other had a building fall on him, the other got stabbed and also got his hand chopped off. So Tanjiro is on his own facing these two upper rank demons that are like way above his pay grade. It'd be like if I had to draw a comparison, it'd be like. The old guy, the old guy at the park playing basketball, trying to play one on one with LeBron James. Like, you wouldn't give that man a shot for shit. <laughs> um, and then, kind of Tanjiro, just the, the entire the entire sequence of Tanjiro kind of outsmarting 
the demon and then each of the other characters that we thought were dead seemingly managing to show up in like these very pivotal these very pivotal moments and you kind of see them kind of go to a level like you know like to use a sports analogy it's kind of like how adrenaline can make you do something that you can't normally do make you run a little bit faster jump a little bit higher have a little bit more strength or endurance than you typically would yeah. so it's kind of it's kind of like a, a sequence like that in which you wouldn't you wouldn't see these kids who have gotten beat the fuck up over the course of the show to this point and you kind of feel like you know like a like a parent watching like watching your kid nail his first three-pointer for the first time you 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 watch them go above and beyond their their limits you 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 watch Tanjiro who seemingly doesn't have the 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 flame scar that his father had like it manifests in the moment where he he had no strength left and managed to use that to be to finally behead the 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 demon that they were going up against um I did an entire review on like largely just talking about this sequence so that one is on the overflow for anyone who wants to who wants more detail about it but that was literally one of, it's one of the greatest animation things i think i've watched like if you were to see my youtube search history i'm pretty sure i've watched every reaction to that episode yeah. from everyone who has ever posted a reaction on youtube you mentioned one and it jogged a memory so um i gotta thank james rambo for um getting me on board ted lasso because that fucking show and like the reason why i love the two two reasons and i'm in the, in the media like i quote this motherfucker all the time now at work because i have people who will be like upset with themselves they're like well my you know my results aren't that great my you know they're not they're not that good you know like i wish they were better i wish i was higher ranked and i'll tell them i was like have you watched ted lasso and like when they're like no i'm like let me tell you about this scene where he's being interviewed by a reporter who's giving him shit, who's just like, you do realize that this means a lot to us, that soccer is very, very important to us. And a, an American football coach coming in and coaching our team kind of seems like a goof. And he's like, he's like, I get it, yeah, but I don't care about wins and losses. And the reporter kind of like is taken aback by that. He's like, my job is to make sure that these men, these men on this team are the best human beings they can be on and off the field. And like, man, what a fucking powerful scene that was because that's such a great way to think of things. Instead of worrying about like, I have to win, I have to win, which is 90% of the way our corporate mindset is, like when you're in a place like where I work, like it's just nice to see somebody more concerned about having good people and doing the right thing. And like rooting for a fictional soccer team and hoping that they score a goal to win and like going out and buying a fictional soccer team's jersey and wearing it, I'm not wearing it right now, but I have it. Um, like that, that's how good this show is. And like rooting for players and being like, oh man, he's only one goal away from his first ever career hack trick. I'm fucking rooting for Sam. And then he gets it. You're just like, fuck yeah. And you stand up and you're pumping your fist like it was a real game. This is how good I know it is because Rambo said, now I get why you and MC like sports so much. I was like, thank you. Yes. That's exactly why. And it's, yeah, like to be able to nail that in a TV show. And like, not only that, it's not just inspirational, it's funny as fuck too. Like that show is so funny, but so sweet. 
like even the asshole characters are good people. Like even um, why am I? I'm just awful with names today. Um, Brett uh, Goldstein's character. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Roy Kent. Thank you, Roy Kent. Roy Kent seems Roy like a dickhead. Roy fucking Kent. Roy fucking Kent seems like a dickhead, right? But like he's just gruff exterior, and he's just a fucking teddy bear on the inside, and like just such a great show, and like yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. That scene with the girl and her mouth and her, her breath, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty worried. I think he might be dead. <laughs> so good. Oh man, like just all of it, just all the fu- the, the whole fucking show, and like the fact that he keeps bringing his boss, um, the shortbread every single morning, and she's like, "Where the fuck is he getting this?" And it turns out he's making, he's making it. it. And like the one time when he accidentally uses salt instead of sugar, and he's like, "What did he fucking call it?" Oh man! Oh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. He had a great name for it. He's like, he's like, I put salt instead of sugar. But honestly, I'm kind of liking it. I call them my salty boys or something like that. Like it was. <laughs> it's yeah, just a, just a goddamn. He was to take it back, and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an outstanding show. Um, any any other media moments that we had, guys, or anything else that we wanted to make sure that we mentioned? That's all I got. Yeah. Um, Let's end on a grab bag and then we'll wrap this up because we we gave we gave you a whole bunch of extra content here, folks. So you're welcome. Um, Indian food. This was a yes. surprise hit in 2022 because I have never had good experiences with Indian food before. It's always made me sick to my stomach. Um, I've never been able to really really enjoy it. There's a restaurant here in Fredericksburg called Himalayan Heritage, and I have fallen in love with Indian food now so much so that I now make it at home. Like Welcome to the my club, my curries. friends. Like, I love it so much. It's like, because I I honestly think in, in, grow, in learning with my son who is on the spectrum, I'm learning that like it, with sensory processing things that like it works really, really well with me and him because we can work together on this where I'm like, here's some weird shit that I tried. It's a bunch of different flavors, bud. You down? And he's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And, and like... I've got a, uh, a co-pilot basically for this adventure where I'm trying new and creative shit that I've never tried before. Um, so that was like my kind of like weird grab bag uh, winner from 2022 is trying new foods that I've never experienced before. Um, so yeah, big shout out to uh, Himalayan Heritage down here in Fredericksburg um, for inspiring me to try uh, to get some spices in a spice aisle that I've never uh, never really ventured to do before. Hey, Grand Masala is, is awesome. Which, which masala? You went and grabbed it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The yeah. tikka masala. I normally tikka make masala. it, but I bought because yeah. I went to because I went to the grocery store the other day. I just grabbed some. Yeah, I need to get more of that. Because, um, like, I may, I've made a couple curries now, and they've both come out really, really have you, have you made Have you made it from scratch before, the sauce? Um, I haven't made the, scra- uh, the sauce from scratch yet. I do have curry powder, and I just kind of, like, wing it and throw some shit together. Um, I'm it, a big it's fan surprisingly of, uh, easy. All you need is tomato puree and I uh, think evaporated milk. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm a big fan of Jamie Oliver. I love watching his cooking shit and he makes curries all the time and he basically just throws a bunch of shit in there and like it always comes out good. But I mean, he's also a professional chef. So there's that. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's just cool to, to be able to see these different things and like try something new instead of just the same old, same old. So it's yeah. Same. 
Yeah, I went through that in 2020 where I learned how to make all like a bunch of my favorite Indian food dishes just so I wouldn't be spending like $40 every time I wanted some. My next venture, Jax absolutely loves butter chicken. Like he fucking mm -hmm. loves butter chicken. I'm gonna find a recipe and I'm gonna make make him butter chicken. So I can send you one. I have one. I have a re well for the sauce at least. I have a recipe on my Pinterest. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. You're not yeah. No, no chicken yeah. though. But yeah, no, I got you. Patty <laughs> with cauliflower, the vegan yeah. version. Yeah, I mean like we use um we use um chickpeas a lot. So right. yeah, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and wrap up, guys. Give me give me one. Give me a quick hitter and then we'll go ahead and uh, square this up. Megan, please give me a, a surprise thing, grab bag, random thing in 2022 that you loved. Okay, so I'm biased because I'm in it, but I really liked um, the Wizards of the Grimoire tabletop game. It's a deck builder game. It's all self-contained. There's no collecting. It's for two players. Um, I'm one of the cards in there, and I really oh, like the sure. art. Yeah, um, I really like the art. The artist was really easy to work with. The company is super, super nice. Um, I don't know how popular it is, but I've enjoyed playing it. Rambo. I got nothing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> MC. Uh, so also bias, but uh, I forgot to mention this. My friends at Rising Eagle Comics put out some amazing stuff last year, and I helped them get their uh, get uh, like do their first table at a convention at Baltimore Comic Con. It's awesome. Which was which was awesome. So uh, shout out to them, but. Uh, Another favorite thing is uh, for me, um, and I'm going to post the entire list whenever you post this. I'll post this when I'm about to say it in the comments. Yeah. But last year was a fucking incredible year for music. There were so many great albums that came out. Yeah. I made the top 25. I'm not going to read all of them here because we're pressed for time. Yeah. But surprising, there there were a couple of surprises in terms of like Travi McCoy of Gym Class Heroes, or formerly of Gym Class Heroes, having one of the best hip hop albums I've listened to in like a while. And last year was a great, was, was a great year in general for that. Uh, Cannon's Fever Dream, which is a great dream pop, uh, dream pop album. And uh, yeah, we'll go with those two. And I'm gonna post the entire list in the comments of this podcast whenever it gets posted. But last um, year was a great year for, for stuff. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you being on. Uh, we'll, we'll have to have you come back uh, again to talk more about all of the geeky, nerdy things that you are so well-versed in knowing. All uh, of but fun also, things. Also, I want to see all of this different art that you were talking about. So we'll we'll get into that, like your 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 custom Cards Against Humanity cards that you have. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see those. Okay, um, well, yeah, for sure. But yeah, hey, thanks again for, for joining us uh, today. Um, thank you. Thank you, MC Brooks. Thank you, James Rambo, for all the wonderful things that you do. Thank you guys for making 2022 as awesome as it was. Um, you guys helped, again, it's nice to not have to share, like carry this weight by myself. I love being able to share it with you guys of running, of like doing this website and this podcast. Uh, shout out to Mariah, to BJ, uh, to Russ, to all the other people who are doing the wonderful things here on the Great Geek Refuge, to Yuli as well. We appreciate all of you. And you, the listener, we appreciate you too. You guys are the best. We love that you guys continue to share uh, and like the things that we're doing. So that all being said, thank you very much. We love you. We appreciate you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!